0: Can I just say, before we start this uh, show, that I have the coolest audience. I have the best patrons. I am super lucky. This, this episode is, of course, brought to you by people like Mr. Fister, Eric Smith, Orange Thunder, and Abigail 13. And recently, um, well, like yesterday, somebody reached out to me and they said, uh, Bill, I just received my coffee mug. Didn't even know I was getting one. I was like, wait, what? And uh, so they had received a coffee mug because if you are at a certain level on the Patreon, you get a mug. And they didn't know that they got a mug. They just had signed up to support the show. And then Patreon just mailed them a mug because they were signed up at that particular level and the mug showed up at their house. And then they emailed me and said thanks for the mug. <laughs> I was a little confused at first, uh, but I just wanted to say thank you to those of you who are signed up at like the highest level on Patreon or, or you know, at the higher levels on Patreon and you didn't even know that you you get some physical rewards for that. I just wanted to say thank you for the support. You guys are awesome. Okay, let's get started. This is episode 601 That's right. 601. We've done this a whole bunch of times. This is the 601st time that we are recording Nintendo Switchcraft. And we've got some stuff to talk about. We've got a actual uh, quarter two report from Nintendo, which has a whole lot of financial information. I promise that I'm going to make it as interesting as possible. Uh, Look, you guys are subscribed to a Nintendo podcast. I'm sure a lot of you are like, yeah, I love this stuff. I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds on the numbers here, okay? Uh, We've got some uh, confirmation of some release windows for some big Switch games. Uh, We've got a cool deal that comes along with Borderlands, if you didn't know about that. A very cool Mario Party-like game coming to Nintendo Switch, which I've played... And I think that a lot of you are going to enjoy this and uh, some some information about how awesomely or, or how well uh, pa- super paper or paper Mario origami King is selling. Let's get right into episode 601 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Okay, this uh, is going to start with some numbers. I'm not going to shout a billion numbers at you, so don't worry about that. Uh, Nintendo's net sales for this quarter, uh, compared to the same quarter the previous year, up 73%. Their operating profit is up 209%, and their net profit is up 200. And forty three percent. That is a huge boost. Nintendo is absolutely killing it. I am not going to go through the rest of their forecast for that kind of stuff. Um, let's talk about hardware. In uh, fiscal year twenty, so this same quarter last last. Quarter, <laughs> this is this is so crazy. The same quarter last year, they sold six point nine three million units of Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite. Nintendo Switch was 4.98 million units. Nintendo Switch Lite was 1.95 million units. At that time, the Nintendo Switch Lite was pretty new. Fiscal year 21, so the current quarter that they just finished up, hardware, they sold 12.53 million units. That is a plus 80% increase year-over-year comparison. Man, I wish I had Nintendo stock. (laughs) The Nintendo Switch still outsold the Nintendo Switch Lite. However, the Nintendo Switch Lite is gaining ground. It had an increase of 113%, whereas the Nintendo Switch only went up 68%. Now, software, this is really good. Uh, Software went from fiscal year 20 uh, of 58.49 million units. They almost doubled that at 100.25 million units. That is a 71% increase. They should be very, very happy with these numbers. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe increased 145% year over year. That's a crazy number I mean look it shouldn't surprise people they sold a whole bunch of Nintendo switch consoles and Mario Kart is the de facto game for uh for Nintendo consoles I, I know that everybody says well it's you know it's Zelda and it's Mario but it's not it's Mario Kart 145 percent increase uh over the previous year of Mario Kart deluxe, Uh, sales. That's really, really good. Um, Let's see. Breath of the Wild had 114% increase. Uh, Super Mario Party, 124% increase. Um, Super Mario Odyssey, 114% increase. Splatoon 2, this one is really surprising. Splatoon 2 had a 162% increase. That's an insane number. It's an insane number. There's a lot of people still playing Splatoon 2, even if I'm not. I'm um, actually. You know what? If you're still playing, you know. Okay, I'm gonna uh, give you a little behind the scenes action. Um, I was watching an interview uh, between I Justine and Tom Green, and he he came up with this idea uh, on his podcast where. Every once in a while, he'll say, hey, everybody, the code word is whatever, you know, and uh, so just tweet at me that code word, and I'll know that you listened to that part of the podcast. Does that make sense? So um, I don't remember where I was going with this. Oh, I was, you know what? Here, here's what we'll do. Here's the code word. If you listen to this far in the podcast, um, tweet at me a picture of Pac-Man, all right? A picture of Pac Man. Not for any particular reason. I just happen to like Pac Man. Moving on, uh, Splatoon 2. Uh, Like I was saying a minute ago, I'm curious how many people are still playing that game on a regular basis. Like, I played that game so much when it first came out, and I had an absolute blast with it. And I played it for a long time. I'm curious what my played hours would be. You know what? Let me pause the show. And I'm going to look and see what my played hours are for Splatoon 2. Be right back. And I can't actually tell you how many hours I've played Splatoon 2. I don't have it installed right now. And because Nintendo doesn't have that information surfaced to you for anything outside of the last 10 games you played or something, it won't tell me how long that I've spent playing Splatoon 2. But it's been a lot. I really, really like that game. Anyway, 162% on Splatoon 2. Fantastic. Way to go, Nintendo. Um, Some new products. So uh, they also are talking about new products that are coming out between October and December of 2020 from Nintendo and other software publishers. So first off, uh, they mentioned Mario Kart Live, but that's already out. People have that. Pikmin 3, uh, the expansion pass for... um, for Pokemon um, Sword and Shield. I couldn't think of it. All I could think of was XY. Um, then we've got Age of Calamity is on its way. Fitness Boxing 2, which to me looks really cool. I liked the demo for the first one. And I feel like I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm getting a little punchy. So, punchy as in paunchy. Like, I've been eating too much, and I haven't been working out as hard as I could, so maybe I'll pick up Fitness Boxing 2. Luckily, I'm not streaming this live right now, or people in chat would be like, are you going to do a Fitness Boxing 2 stream? The answer would be no. The answer would be no. Um, Immortals Phoenix Rising is also on the way to Nintendo Switch. We've got our Cadence of Hyrule expansion coming, um, Just Dance 2021. Uh, There's a lot of stuff coming, but very few games that I personally am excited for. The only one that's coming for the rest of the year that I'm actually hyped for, for Nintendo Switch, is Age of Calamity. There's just not a lot to play. There's also, uh, you know, the expand or not expansion, but the remake of Shin Megami Tensei that is coming to Nintendo Switch. Like, there's a lot of people that are going to be excited for that. As somebody who's never played a Shin Megami Tensei game, I don't care. Like, not even a little. So, I don't know. It's nothing to get excited about there. But, man, they are killing it with those numbers. And why is that? Well, it's because the Nintendo Switch Lite is 200 bucks. Animal Crossing had that absolutely unbelievable uh, first year. In fact, um, it is, as far as the most sold games, I already closed the window, so I can't find it right now. But as far as the most sold games, the most sold game is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Nintendo Switch. The second most sold game is Animal Crossing, the first one has been out basically since the beginning. Like it like the Nintendo Switch came out in on March 3rd, 2017, and I believe Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was released that June or maybe May. I'm a little iffy on the exact month, but it was right around summertime for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And it's had like almost 4 years to sell as many copies as it had and for animal crossing to catch up since march from march to november that is really really impressive what an absolute juggernaut animal crossing is um it's just it's it's really impressive how well that that sold all right let's talk about some uh some games uh, that are on the way. We've got uh, in Japan, this is only in Japan. So for the for the a couple of hundred people in Japan that listen to the show, I know that's it's not a large portion of the audience, but I bet you that they are interested in this. Um, as of November 2, 2020, we've got Buddy Mission Bond coming out on January 29th. Uh, Super Mario 3D World and Plus Bowser's Fury coming out on February 12th. Um, Famicom uh Tente Club. Um, I don't know anything about that. It comes out on sometime in 2021. Bayonetta 3 to be announced. Metroid Prime 4 to be announced. Uh Breath of the Wild 2 to be announced. New Pokemon Snap. Did everybody forget about that? I think everybody forgot about that. People forgot about Pokemon Snap. That's also TBA. All right. United States. It's gonna be a lot of t- TBA stuff. All right, Hyrule Warriors, November 20th, Fitness Boxing 2, December 4th, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, February 12th. By the way, real quick, I just want to make sure everybody's aware, that game is really good. I haven't played the plus Bowser's Fury part, but on the Wii U, Super Mario 3D World was incredibly fun. All right, so just so everybody's aware, that's a really good game. Comes out February 12th. Speaking of February, bravely default 2, February twenty sixth. Bayonetta three, Metroid Prime four, Breath of the Wild two, Pokemon Snap also TBA. I'm going to guess that huge, huge, massive games like that will be a worldwide launch. Like I'm, I'm assuming that they will launch in Japan the same day that they launch in the U.S. Man, I hope so. I would, I would really be sad to find out that Metroid. Prime, I don't care about Bayonetta three. And I'm I don't really care all that much about Pokemon Snap. But Metroid Prime 4 and Breath of the Wild 2 I am hyped for. And if those come out in Japan first and then not in the States, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very, very sad. That is, of course, unless the Japanese version of the game has the English built in so that I can simply buy it from the Japanese eShop. Because the Nintendo Switch is Nintendo's first home console that does not have Uh, region coding, so region locking. I think that's the right word. Anyway, uh, for Europe, uh, Hyrule Warriors, November 20th, Fitness Boxing 2, December 4th, and Super Mario 3D World, uh, February 12th, Bravely Default 2, February 26th. So those are basically the same days as the US. I, I just know that I'm hyped for games that are TBA and uh, Hyrule Warriors, everything else, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm not super hyped for um, Bravely Default 2. As much as I enjoyed the original, I'm just not super hyped for it. So of these games, and it's it's a pretty slim pickings list for next year, that doesn't mean that there's not more, that's just what's been announced so far. Uh, of these games, which ones are you most excited for? Are you most excited for Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, which comes out in just 14 days from the time that I'm recording this? Or is it one of those TBA titles? My guess is it's probably not anything else. Let me know on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. I don't know why I got all rhythmic with uh, how I said that at the end, but I did. And we're just going to have to deal with it. I've never played Borderlands 1, and I've never played Borderlands 2, but I played the hell out of Borderlands 3, and I really, really enjoyed it. Well, this tweet from Borderlands uh, is about people who have Borderlands 2. It says, join the Crimson Raiders and stop the deranged villain, hellbent, on claiming the vault map all for himself. Borderlands 2, Commander Lilith, and the Fight for Sanctuary is out now on Nintendo Switch. And this is free on Nintendo Switch until, I think they said December 3rd? Uh, If you are an owner of Borderlands Legendary Collection or Borderlands The Handsome Collection uh, on Nintendo Switch, you get this for free until December third, so if uh, if you're listening to this right now and you own either of those Borderlands games, you then get this Commander Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary, which is a, essentially an expansion pass for Borderlands 2. Uh, you get that uh, as long as you claim it before December third. All right. So if you want more information on it, uh, go to the link in the show notes, which will have a link to this tweet, and then you can find out all of the information about uh the millions of guns that you get to shoot in uh Borderlands 3. If you've never played a Borderlands game, let me talk about that for just a moment. They are super fun. Well, the third one was super fun. Now, the third one I don't believe is available on Nintendo Switch yet. Maybe I'm wrong. I I don't think it is. Um uh Borderlands Uh, is this cell shaded first person shooter with the the really cool thing about it is all of the guns are randomized. So, you know, you pick up a new gun and the game rolls a bunch of dice and they're like, okay, it has this kind of damage. Uh, Oh, but it also does like acid damage and has a grenade launcher attached that shoots. I don't know. um, Rats. I'm just making this up, but it would not surprise me If it were actually like a thing in the game that it shot rats out or something because uh, they have all kinds of crazy stuff in Borderlands 3. They have these cool guns where you can like lock onto an enemy and then go around a corner and shoot around the corner at them. Uh, it, it's really, really fun and way over the top and hyper violent. So, uh, you've been warned, but it's got a cool graphics. Uh, it's got a cool art, art, art decision, art decision, art style. It's got a very cool art style. The art direction of the game is great. And, um, from Borderlands three, if the, if it's anything like the other two, then, uh, the voice acting is also fantastic. What I mean to say, if 1 and 2 are anything like 3, then the voice acting is fantastic because the voice acting in uh, 3 was really, really good. Speaking of Borderlands, uh, there was an episode of 143 Pixels where we talked about Borderlands 2. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go to 143pixels.com and uh, listen to my other show, all about video games that we love. Let's move on. Cake Bash is a really cool game. If I were to describe Cake Bash in one sentence, I would say it's like Mario Party without the board game part. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing. I do kind of think that Cake Bash would do better if it had a board game aspect to it where... Uh, you know, you're going around the board and then you do the mini games. It's basically just the mini games portion. Uh, Basically, you play as pieces of cake. There's this really great meme of a dog. I think they're like in an airport or something. And it's a dog who only has two legs, which is very sad. Um, But he's up and walking on his hind legs. And in the meme, somebody had drawn little stick figure hands onto the dog. And as he's walking through the airport, if you've ever seen this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't seen it, I bet you, you can probably find a way to Google it. Maybe I'll throw it in the show notes if I remember. But the dog is walking. And as he's walking through the airport, he's like with the stick figure hands are waving to people. And it's incredibly well done. Why am I bringing this up? Because in Cake Bash, you play as a cupcake or a piece of cake and it's like somebody has drawn a face with like a marker or something onto these things and little stick figure hands and little stick figure um feet and you walk around and you have like mini games like uh there's a bunch of candy thrown all over the floor and you have to pick up as much candy as you can by walking over it Uh, But then the other players are hitting you to knock the candy off so that they can walk over it and pick it up. Uh, Or there's a different game where you can like pick up pieces. It's all food related pieces of candy or something and throw it into like a dish in the middle. And uh, some of the pieces are heavier than others. So they have like they're harder to throw. And while you're trying to throw things, people can hit you you get the picture very, very much like Mario Party. Um, And it's really, really fun. I've been playing it on Google Stadia and I highly recommend it. I do wish that they would like interrupt the little mini games that I just described where between, between games you would like roll dice and do the whole Mario Party thing. And that would make it really, really great. But overall, it's a fun game, and it's coming out later this month on Nintendo Switch, November 19th. It's a really fun game, and I've been having a lot of fun with it so far, and it's coming to um, Nintendo Switch on the 19th. So if you only have a Nintendo Switch to play it on, then there you go. You can play on Nintendo Switch. If you have other places, then you can play it. Uh, It's on other consoles as well. I've been playing it on Stadia. Um, Really fun game. Definitely want to check out Cake Bash when it comes on November 19th to Nintendo Switch. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are disappointed with this next story, and not because it's bad for Nintendo, but it's it it, it, it kind of reinforces what uh, a lot of people don't want. Origami King is now the fastest-selling Paper Mario game ever. Uh, it sold 2.28 million units. Um, or I'm sorry, the previous record holder was um, Super Paper Mario and that sold 2.28 million units in about a year. Mario uh Paper Mario the Origami King sold 2.82 million copies in less than 3 months. So that is pretty good. Now why would people be unhappy with this? Well, because I know myself included, a lot of people were hoping that the Paper Mario series would be more along the lines of the traditional Paper Mario stuff, where it's a traditional um, turn-based JRPG, and this is a little more about puzzle solving, and I think a lot of people probably didn't give it much of a chance. I know I didn't give it much of a chance. I don't think I gave it any chance. Was there a demo? I can't even remember if I played the demo. Um... I was just, was not interested in this from the start. And so I never played it, but there were a lot of people that did. And so I feel like with this selling so much better than other Paper Mario in the series, Nintendo might look at that and say, well, maybe people really like this kind of game for Mario Party, or I'm sorry, for Paper Mario. But at the same time, did this sell incredibly well because it was on the Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo Switch is incredibly popular and there were so few first-party Nintendo games this year due to the pandemic. Like, are those the reasons that Super pa- or that Paper Mario Origami King sold so well on the Nintendo Switch? Or is it because the game is that good? The previous record holder was on the Wii, which the Wii has sold many more copies than the Nintendo Switch although we'll talk about that in just a second um for like like why did Paper Mario Super Paper Mario sell so poorly on that system I don't know maybe it's because there were a lot of other options for games to play on the Wii I'm really not sure all I know is that I want Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door to be on the Nintendo Switch. And, uh, you know, maybe someday that will happen. And maybe not. Who knows? Uh, The only thing I know is that uh, Origami King sold 2.82 million copies. And that's the fastest selling Paper Mario game ever. All right, before we... Oh, there's somebody going by on a motorcycle. We're so proud of you. All right. Um, Before we get out of here, I do want to say... That the Nintendo Switch hit a big milestone. It has now outsold the Nintendo Entertainment System. That's pretty impressive. To outsell the Nintendo Entertainment System is an impressive thing to do. The Nintendo uh, Switch has done that. And now what's next? The next the next console from Nintendo that that the Switch has its eye on is the Wii. I don't know if you remember, there were a lot of memes of Mr. Miyamoto, Mr. Iwata, um, mister Fizame, And they were laughing with money shooting out of the Wii. You remember those? Well, that was an unfortunate sentence. Do you remember those memes, though? Lots and lots of money because that thing sold like crazy. So do we think that the Nintendo Switch is going to do that? Do we think that the Nintendo Switch will reach the lifetime Wii sales? Well, it's possible because the Nintendo Switch... I'm sorry, the the Nintendo Wii sold 101 million units. So how many has the Nintendo Switch sold for? Uh, I'm sorry, how many units has the Nintendo Switch sold so far? Well, 68.3, so 68.3, so a hundred and, what was that number again? 101 million units. We're we're only four years in to the Nintendo Switch, and it is doing really, really well. Do you think it can reach the Wii? I don't know. It's possible, but it's going to be an uphill battle, I think. It's going to be an uphill battle. Why is it going to be an uphill battle? Well, the Nintendo Switch is more expensive. Well, how much was the Wii four years into its life cycle? I don't know. Anyway, let me know what you guys think. And um, if you have been listening to the podcast and you've made it this far into the show, I want you to tweet at me a, uh, a, a GIF from Zelda. All right, a GIF from Zelda. Send me a Zelda-related GIF. I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. And uh, you and I all know exactly what, what we're talking about, but there'll be a lot of people who don't because maybe not everybody listens to the whole episode. All right, it's it's that time of the show where I got to thank our, uh, our, our patrons who are at the... Um, my brain stopped working. I'm trying to bring it up so that I remember... They're at the producer level or higher. Uh, That would be people like Matt Hadfield, uh, John Eisenmanger, Bowser, Travis McGuire, and uh, (laughs) Happy 601. That'd be, thank you very much, Sean. Uh, Thank you very much. If you are interested in maybe a hoodie or a mug or stickers, or you want to get the show early or you want to get the show ad free, it's super easy to do. Head to runjumpstomp.com. There's a link there that will take you to my Patreon. There's also a link there that will take you to YouTube, to Twitch, to my Twitter, and everything else. I'll see you all next time. Stay awesome. I don't know what I was going to say after that, so I'm just going to leave that big old gap in there. (laughs) Here comes the music. Bye, everybody.